Welcome back to the Wheel Take Sally podcast. This is the bonus episode of uh, episode eight. Uh, it's July 8th, and yes, I mentioned it on the main episode. I'll mention it here. The season is over, so this is the last bonus episode of the postseason. Um, we might have to work out what bonus episodes will be in the off season. Um, I'll discuss that with Andy, but as of right now, this will be uh, the last one of the postseason. Um, and Andy, the, the topic I have for you, uh, we mentioned it on the podcast, and it was um, attendance from the American and U.S. Uh, American and U.S. American and Canadian teams and the comparative advantage that they had. And uh, when you mentioned it on the main episode, I was like, OK, I don't really want to go into this too much. So, you know, what can I bring up that can kind of steer us away from it? So we didn't talk about it too much on the main episode, uh, but me and Tim were basically just saying, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, you even said the word comparative advantage. And I was like, son of a bitch. But, you know, it's all right. Um, it, Great minds think alike. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and the funny thing was, is Tim and I were having this discussion and you know, Tim texted me. I saw Tampa Bay won the cup and I was like, yeah, just fortunately Montreal just, you know, they couldn't win it. Um, and then I forgot who brought it up, but he just mentioned, uh, you know, attendance. And, and I just went like, yeah, I think that it's fair to say that the United States teams, base teams, had a clear comparative advantage um, to the Montreal Canadiens or to any, you know, Canadian team they faced. Uh, specifically because, you know, you can't have 17,000 fans all screaming at once when you score a goal. And it's definitely, you know, uh, an adrenaline rush for a lot of players. You know, when they score a goal, man, they're screaming their heads off. I mean, look at any of Jordan Stahl's goals at home in these playoffs. That guy's mouth is as open as you know, the gates of hell. It's, it's yeah, I, he's got some intense, intense uh, post goal celebration looks yeah. for sure. They're they're the kind of like yells that your veins are popping out of your neck. Your head is just, uh, you know, the veins in your head are, are popping. And, you know, Tim and I, we got into a discussion. And I said, you know, I just don't understand why the NHL didn't do like what the MLB did. And I even think the NBA did this where, um, both there are two teams in Toronto um, from the MLB and uh, the NBA in total. Uh, you have the Toronto Blue Jays in the MLB and you have the uh, Toronto Raptors in the NBA. And I heard, um, I, I know that Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays, their home um, field is in Buffalo, I believe, with where their uh, minor league team plays, I think. And then, uh, the Raptors are playing in Tampa somewhere, I think. I could be wrong about that, but I know they have a host city in the United States where they can play and at least have fans. And we actually had this discussion on a previous episode. I can't remember if it was bonus or not. I think it was a bonus episode. It was bonus. It was my bonus. Yeah, where yeah. we discussed what they could have done. And since the NHL didn't have a... I guess, protocol or, or a stance on, on what would happen if Montreal, you know, made it to the Stanley Cup. 
and and they couldn't have attendance because Canada is just you know still kind of under lockdown. Um, I, I overall think it gave uh, not Tampa Bay specifically, but definitely you know Vegas and Tampa Bay comparative advantage towards Montreal um, because you're going from a rink that's going to host 18,000 plus fans to a rink that's going to host as much as 3,500 at the at the very most. At least we were told. Or zero for some yeah. games. At zeros, yeah. I mean, Toronto, Montreal, both had zero. Although I think in game seven, Toronto opened it up for, oh man, was it 500 or 800 healthcare workers? Can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I think it was three, wasn't it 300? It was, regardless, it was below a thousand. Some hundred. It was, yeah, it was a yeah. handful of hundred. Minuscule. Minuscule. Um, and then Montreal, the further they got in, the more uh, attendance they were allowed. But with that being said, I, I just felt like it gave, you know, Tampa Bay and Vegas a comparative advantage. When when you have all those fans cheering you on, it definitely gives you an adrenaline rush, like I mentioned. And when you go back in Montreal, it's easier for the road team to win there because they're hearing 3,500 fans yell, but it's not as loud as their own you know home home rink so they're not as like um put off if if montreal were to score a goal it's not like they're just hearing this crowd erupt right in front of them and then it just kind of um, takes the wind out of their sails it, it wasn't really much of a of a disadvantage for them and i felt like that's the reason why montreal only won one of their home games in the stanley cup final is just because tampa bay they're like whatever you know 3,000 fans is nothing um, so I just wanted to take do you feel like it gave them a comparative advantage and then as far as you know the regular season comes if Canada is still in the position where they are now you know should they possibly have a host city like the MLB in Toronto and uh, the NBA does where at least they can have those Canadian teams come over the border and play in front of fans because I thought that would have been a great idea um, to have implemented yeah so i mean i definitely think it, ha it gives uh, somebody either a competitive advantage or a competitive disadvantage um that's actually sort of why i brought this up uh in the in the earlier bonus episode when we talked about this as it was leading up to this situation uh specifically because i think it's undeniable how much how much you can gain from having your fans in the building while your opponent really doesn't have much, especially in Canada. I mean, put aside the fact that it's just two teams with, with disproportionate fans, it's not only disproportionate fans, it's Canadian fans. It's some of the most rowdy fans out there for the sport. And it's the oldest franchise uh, in the league that's that's trying to get those fans in. Um, it's 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 tough to talk about this because you know with the way that last year, last season ended, and uh, all the uncertainties leading up to this season, it it just looks like. Um, I'm sorry, I, I forgot what I was just talking about, but um, 
Oh, with the way that like last year ended, where like we kind of just abruptly this regular season just abruptly ended. The standings were what they were at that point in time. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of fans kind of felt like they were left short. I mean, I know that we had that wild card series to get some teams in, but um, it's still it's and then you come back to watch the playoffs and there's no fans in the arenas. And uh, the NHL is a is a league that uh, has never really been all that profitable compared to the other leagues. Um, I mean, you just, I, I, you know, you just see like average Joe's contracts from the NBA and some of them are like larger than superstars in the NFL. Uh, so there is a certain value in bringing fans back from a financial standpoint for the NHL and for whatever franchise is hosting those fans. Um, but it, it definitely weighs in on on the building on the, the climate the atmosphere uh i i i think you're right i mean it, this series could have been different if montreal had a full house um you can gain a lot of momentum off of your fans you can uh generate i'm not not only that but you can just halt things for the other team um you know, if Tampa Bay starts getting a ton of a ton of chances, a ton of chances, and they're just landed on you, uh, but you're home, you know, drop the gloves with someone. Have someone drop the gloves. Uh, win a fight and get your ta- get your fans back in it. And that, you know, that'll stand everybody up. That'll put them on their feet. And it's in Canada, so you'll have a nice uh, sustained roar for you know the next 10, 15 minutes, the next three or four shifts on the ice. Uh, you never know how it's going to swing a game. And and that's another reason why I didn't want to watch the end of last night is I just felt that it was so unfair to have a full house in Tampa um, to get to celebrate like that, especially after the, the governor's comments. I really didn't like that, what she was saying. That was a very political, like, no frame of reference hockey fan thing to say. I just, I, I, I really, I, I sort of wish that Montreal completed the reverse sweep just to have that governor eat her own words because, oh, that was uncalled for in my opinion. What? Well, go ahead. The mayor. Oh, the mayor. The mayor. Thank you. Not the governor. Yeah. What were the comments? Um, were they the ones? She made it. She made a request to the Lightning for them to lose Game Four so that oh. they could win the Cup at home. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I that's just, that I didn't know if it was. Yeah, no, nah, it's just that. I mean, I just think that's so rude. That's just such a. Um, it's just like it's basically like a middle finger to Montreal and they already are down, you know, they only have a couple thousand of their fans watching their games They they got to play their game in this arena that has all these seats with you know, 30,000 people right outside the doors who are just watching on some Times Square screen kind of thing. You know, you feel bad for all those people. You feel, I feel bad for the players the most. Um, you, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of too bad for them that, you know, you can have, um, put aside like the fighting and the way you can draw in the, the crowd and gain some stuff off the crowd. Just, just watch any 
highlight reel of a team's playoff run. Watch all their home home game goals and watch them celebrate up against the glass with all these flashing lights and all these happy people. And like, you know, it, it just adds so much more to the general experience for those guys, too. So. Yeah, in general, I, I do think fan attendance uh, plays a major uh, maybe maybe not a major key, but it, it has its place in the meta per se. Um, any gamers will know that reference. It has its place in in compiling a successful playoff run. Is is a different way I could phrase it. Um, yeah, and and it just wasn't available to Montreal. You know, as we all know, it, it was sort of available, but. Um, yeah, like 3,500, 5,000 fans. I mean, that's that's a struggling franchise in the regular season. You know, that's that's essentially, you know, that's our attendance probably five, six years ago, you know. And it's, yeah. even though everybody's there and they're all happy and everybody's cheering and it is a successful team, it's still, it, it doesn't feel the same. and it, And you don't get to draw as much off of it. Um, at the very least, it just puts you at a competitive disadvantage. Um, it, it because that is the norm. Let's not forget the the sellout crowd is the norm. So I wouldn't say that maybe Tampa. I guess I'll go back on that. I wouldn't say that maybe Tampa Bay had the advantage. I would just say that it probably put Montreal at a bit of a disadvantage, or it removed one of their tools from their toolkit for their playoff run kind of thing. And I'll even say that you're not even starting off on a level playing field where, you know, this Tampa's going to get X amount of fans and Montreal will get X amount of fans. It's like if if Tampa's rink can be full, but Montreal's rink can only have 3,500 fans, you're not starting on a level playing field because Tampa has, you know, 15,000 or whatever the number is more fans than than Montreal. And, you know, I'll I'll even say this. If there was a host city for Montreal, at least for when they started to allow fans in, like, for example, Buffalo. Montreal is at least relatively close to there, and they still play in the same time zone there. So it's not like you'd have to even change the time zone for the games. They could always have started at 8 because they played on in Eastern Standard Time. So have the team go to Buffalo, use their facility, open it up fully, because here in New York you can, and allow the fans that were sitting, or not sitting, standing in the streets of Montreal, outside the Bell Center, all <laughs> conglomerate into, uh, is it Key Bank Center? Yeah, I think it's Key Bank Center. I think it is Key Bank Arena yeah. or something. Key Bank Center, Key Bank Arena, whatever it is. Have them all conglomerate there. They don't have to... They don't want to wear masks. They don't have to. If they want to, albeit. But as long as they're on a level playing field, that would have been better. Um, because, like I said, with the Toronto Blue Jays, they're playing in. Um, I, I think it's Buffalo. I could be wrong, but I know they're playing in a host city in, in the in the states to allow them to have fans. Um, yeah. Why didn't they do that for Montreal to at least give them a level playing field? Because if they did that and they lost in five games. I would say, well, you know, you couldn't say Tampa Bay had a level. Um, Tampa Bay had a comparative advantage towards Montreal because they were both playing with full arenas. And I then see. I'll also mention uh, real quickly the text that Tim and I had 
to uh, preference this quote that I'm going to explain to you, Tim was just talking about where the pandemic was last year, where it is now, and just um, talking about, you know, the American versus Canadian way of dealing with it. Um, Tim starts with, there is no frame of reference here. You could either be a Canadian team still playing through the worst of the pandemic or Dallas wondering when the hockey season will start again. It's disorienting. And I thought that that was a very good way of putting it because with Canada, like I said, if Canada isn't open like America in, you know, October when the season starts, then again, they're at a, another comparative advantage to all the other NHL teams they'll have to play. Because word on the street is, um, we're going to go back to the original um, division. So there won't be a Canadian division. And with that being said, they will be playing against teams in America that have all their fans back while while uh, they go back to Montreal or to Vancouver and they don't have as many fans. Um, so I thought that Tim put it very well in that quote in the sense that he doesn't even really watch the sport, but he knows at least enough to understand that Montreal was at a disadvantage in the in, in Tampa had a comparative advantage. Um, yeah. And it was really well put. Yeah, and I think the way that you phrased it, where it just we're starting off on a non-level playing field, I think that's a really good way of putting it because you're not really putting the advantage or the blame or the the shorthand on any team. You're just stating the fact that um, you know, two teams are coming together to play each other, and and just right off the rip, you know, it, it's not the same. It, it's not of equal parts, I guess. Yeah, and and maybe with the host city, there was liability. Um, for example, you know, Montreal was um, rioting. You know, they were tipping police cars and all that. True. And maybe the NHL just didn't want to take that liability of. Montreal or even just the city of Buffalo or whoever. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a city just didn't want to host them because it's like, you know, they're tipping police cars over. They're causing some chaos and we just chaos in here. Um, so, you know, whatever the reason was, it's just unfortunate that it, it played out that way. But hey, there's not much you can do. Um, I agree. It can get to a position where we are. So that way everything is basically back to normal and we don't have to worry about a Canadian division and we don't have to worry about fans and attendance fans no go fans. back to the regular old swing of things I agree man that's that's the hope I think we all have yeah um, I, I think that's pretty well summed up there um, I, I was really excited about it because I felt like this was a topic that nobody really t was talking about um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like nobody was saying, "Hey, do you think Montreal is kind of, you know, down because they're not having a full crowd in the Stanley Cup final?" Or um, do you think that Tampa Bay uh, has an advantage that at least they have a full capacity of fans from anybody in in media, whether it was NHL, NBC, Sportsnet, or um, uh, TSN. Regardless, like nobody brought it up, so I thought. Maybe bring it up here and see what Andy says, because it was just odd that I felt like nobody talked about it. It's it's funny you say that, because leading up to when I brought this topic up, I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was like, how is no one discussing this? Because I, I think I had mentioned it after Montreal swept Winnipeg. 
And so it was it was going to happen. It was going to be a factor in the next series regardless. And I just, I think for the same reason, I was like, nobody's bringing this up. No analyst is really talking about this. I wonder like what Nick has to think about it. And that's why I came into it cold with you because I wanted to see if you would start kind of hitting points that I was thinking of on my own, you know? Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I, I actually wanted to bring up something on the uh, main podcast, but I'll save it for now just because it's kind of past. But, um, you know, hopefully fans just come back in attendance. Uh, I would have really liked to see those Canadian fans that were in the streets of Montreal just watching their team go through the worst of it, at least have an opportunity to cheer for them in person, you know, and, and watch their team. And yeah. Play. Yeah, it's it's upsetting that it didn't happen. Um, you know, we can get into whole how can you have three thousand five hundred fans in attendance, all spread out, socially distanced in a rink, but in you know outside they don't have to be social distanced. They don't even have to wear masks. You know, we can get into that, but you know, we don't have to. It's just at least you could have had those people on the streets somewhere in a rink where they could have just watched their team play in front of them. Right, I agree. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, it's unfortunately uh, off season time, so uh, <laughs> you know everyone just keep brace out yourself. The, yeah, keep out for the um, expansion draft and keep out for uh, a free agency. Um, like Andy mentioned, uh, Dougie Hamilton is going to look to test free agency. Um, you know, Tarasenko is looking to to be traded. Seth Jones wants to be traded. So definitely keep your eye out for that. Yeah, you might have a new team uh, at the start of this next season. Exactly. I'm just going to quickly look up the Seattle Cracks expansion date. Okay. The 21st. So Of this month? Yep, 21st. Is oh, right around the corner. So that will be when the expansion draft happens. And uh, just to preface uh, the... Um, off season, I heard a lot of teams aren't trading right now because they don't want to acquire somebody uh, before the expansion draft and have to protect them and then give up somebody else. Uh, so it might be a pretty quiet off season for the first couple of, of weeks, but mm. once the expansion draft happens, I think that's what you're going to see: Keith being dealt, uh, possibly Tarasenko being dealt, just because GMs don't want to pick up somebody else that they didn't have to protect already. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how teams play, you know, trades out and acquires acquisitions. Um, Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to start brushing up on that. Yeah, me too. I'm definitely going to be looking up trade rumors and all that and, and, you know, following all that. But with that being said, uh, that is the end of this bonus episode. Um, we appreciate you all that, that continue to watch us regularly and, and listen to us regularly. Um, fortunately, like I said, no games. So just peace out. Stay safe, all.